You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm going into Seattle like you tell anyone on the road, but Seattle, I think, um, you know, I don't think I've ever been anywhere louder than there. Just. And we know how their fans are. We know how that stadium is. Uh, you got to be ready for it. You can't expect to hear not just at the line of scrimmage, but also in the huddle a number of times. And um, it's, a, it's a big difference playing there. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Thursday. The voice there, of course. Of Kyle Shanahan. We're brought to you by BetMGM. The line on this game tonight at BetMGM, the Niners, the Seahawks. It's a three and a half point number. The Niners are a road favorite in Seattle. And this one basically decides the NFC West. I mean, I don't think Seattle's come back to win this division anyway. Even if they win tonight, they probably won't win the division. But it effectively ends tonight if Seattle wins this game. They have they uh, they beat the Seahawks in the first matchup in week two of this season. Now they go here to Seattle. Um, tonight already up. What are we talking about? They're up two games this division at this point, with four to go. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe two. Yeah, yeah two games. Then so if you go up three, you sweep. It's over, man. It's over, and they have the tiebreaker, right? So it's it's effectively yeah. over if they win this game tonight. Um, here's the intrigue on this game. No, there's a lot. Right, there's a lot of intrigue in, in a big divisional matchup. We're down to quarterback three. For the Niners. And that quarterback three, Brock Purdy's done a nice job. Came in in the, in the Dolphins game, nice job. Started last week, nice job. He's hurt, though. He has an oblique issue. He's listed as questionable tonight. My guess, Joe, just off the line, off the line movement, off of the yeah. questionable status, not doubtful status, is he's going to start tonight. I'm guessing we're going to get Brock Purdy starting this game. Now, what I don't know is how effective he will be, how, how banged up he is. On a short week, too. It's not just like, oh, I... I tweaked my oblique on Sunday. Next Sunday, I'm good to go. This He just played three days ago, four days ago. So I'm not there yet. I don't know. My, my guess is that he's going to be out there, but I'm still not sure. Mm-hmm. So, so the majority of the betting market, you mentioned three and a half at BetMGM. It's a juice three and a half on the Seattle side. And the majority of books have gone to three. So the line has come down. So what are you saying that is? That, that adjustment to the key number in NFL betting is because Purdy's not 100%? Or, like, my question is, what's the difference between Purdy and Josh Johnson today? That's the question. What I've been hearing is just, like, the people taking this leap, like, slow down. We haven't seen him play on the road at this level. It's one thing in a controlled environment uh, where the Niners play great, uh, you know, you don't have to deal with prime time on the road, 12th man, all that stuff, which he's going to have to deal with tonight if he's out there. So are you saying, what, what's the, what happens to the line if it's Josh Johnson is my question. Like what's, what's the difference here? How is this line? Is this lined with Purdy playing, but hobbled or is this Purdy Johnson? Is there really much of a difference because we have such a small sample size in Purdy? I think it dips a little bit if it's Josh Johnson. Like, if we get the news today, Josh Johnson yes. is the starting quarterback. 
half a point, a point, something, something's got to change, right? He was. That's, yeah, I'd say a point or two. Okay. But that might yeah. be too much. That might sure. be too much. The, the other thing that I think is worth bringing up, because we're going to do this all, we're going to do this between now and the playoffs with the Niners. Does it matter? Isn't this the Kyle Shanahan show? This reminds me, he's begun to remind me of early career Andy Reid. Donovan McNabb used to get hurt mm. all the time. And they won. They won with A.J. Feely's of the world. They won with Jeff Garcia's of the world. And Garcia was a high-end backup. But, like, it didn't matter. They, they had injuries to their starting quarterback. And the Eagles in that era with Andy Reid, young Andy Reid, they just won. Because Andy Reid could win with anybody. And I think that about Kyle Shanahan. Like, I... I have started to upgrade the Niners because I've I've started to come to grips with it's Shanahan. If this defense is Shanahan, they're going to be fine. They're but now you do it without Debo. But now you're doing without Debo. Well, and that brings us to tonight. Tonight's more tricky because they're more banged up yeah. than just the quarterback. Well, and the the other part is, like I'm thinking back to I mean, and again, small sample size theater here, but. Are you confident that because Shanahan's there, that if Trey Lance was still healthy, they'd be a championship contender? I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know either. Garoppolo, they were yeah. obviously a championship contender. Right, right. I'm not. Sh- I wasn't that impressed with what we were seeing from Trey Lance, but you know, very little to deal with. Here's the other. Here's the other thing. So you got Shanahan going against Seattle defense. Let's not pretend that the Seattle defense is any good. Maybe they rise to the occasion tonight. Everybody watching. Big spot, division on the line, all that stuff going against a, a quarterback with very little experience, we expect. But um, the defense has been bad. And Geno has turned the ball over now in three straight games. He's thrown a pick. Four interceptions, last three games. So the, the offense is not as good. The defense is not as good for Seattle. Um, San Francisco, there's, defensively, they're as healthy as they've been all year. All year. So, I mean, these are the different things that you have to consider. My, my gut tells me that I agree with the sharp bettors that have jumped on Seattle plus three and a half. Um, it is still available. You mentioned a couple spots out there. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I would play this side. I would look at Seattle plus three and a half. This is a tough spot for Purdy if he's out there. And if it's Josh Johnson, I feel even better about the bet. And I'm expecting a low-scoring game. Thursday night, that short turnaround. And, and that, that's the other thing. A short turnaround for Mr. Relevant, too. I don't care how well things went on Sunday. It's a short turnaround. Right. Um, but I I love playing first half unders. And we're sitting at 21. And on the San Francisco side, you have one of the, be- the best defenses in the NFL, if not the best. And on the other side, you've got a, a, a quarterback that's fresh to everything. And it's his first road start. And it's a division game and a tough environment. Like both sides, I'm, think- I'm thinking the offenses are going to struggle. So I'm looking at unders. I agree. Uh, I mean, that's, is that, hasn't that been mostly a theme of Thursday Night Football anyway this year? Primetime unders, yeah. Thursday Night Football unders. And now you throw in this cocktail of, of short week, division, like you said, the road – I mean, that's a tough spot for whoever it is, Johnson or Purdy, to navigate that that crowd in Seattle. And it's mm-hmm. weird that this, this game, I expected it a couple weeks ago to matter more in the context of the division. But motivation-wise, Seattle's season might be on the line here, Joe. Like, they, they have to go to Kansas City next. Forget the division. If the Seahawks lose this game, they might, they might not make the playoffs. With the way the Lions are playing – 
with the and we know the Giants and Commanders. I was going to say we know one is going to get a win. I guess that's not true. Yeah, because they just they just tied two weeks ago. But like most likely, one of these teams gets a win on Sunday. So this this is a gigantic game for Seattle. I see your I see your thought. You mentioned the sharps on Seattle. I see why. Like this is a bigger game for them. They they look mm-hmm. really kitchen sink tonight. To try to win this game. Um, the other thing, Kenneth Walker's back. When we talked yeah. about how. A running back moved the line a couple weeks ago, or we were wondering if it did, you know, how much impact he has on that offense. I've noticed watching the last couple weeks, you know, my guy Travis Homer didn't work out the way I hoped last week for Seattle. (laughs) I forgot to bring that up. (laughs) Without Walker, um, it's been one-dimensional, right? Geno's been forced to throw a lot. They were much more balanced, and I thought the offense ran just way better with Walker. Now, I don't know if he can run on the Snyder's defense, though, but he is back tonight. No injury designation. Isn't that – isn't that part of the Lions story at Kansas City against the Jets? Well, these teams are facing, and you get the Rams. It's a soft one in the last game. The Rams are probably going to be trying to lose at that point. But that's part of the Lions story, that there is that path that Seattle will drop out, even though they've already dropped out, but they are a half a game back because uh, Washington and New York Giants playing this weekend 7-5-1, Seattle 7-6, and six. Uh, Lions are 6-7. and seven. Uh, Paul brings up another good angle to this game that I think is part of the story. Probably won't get any play on the broadcast because people don't pay attention to, to this outside of, I'd say, the betting world as much. But the comeback player of the year, comeback player of the year. On one side, you've got CMC, and he's going to have to do more without Debo. On the other side, you have the favorite in Geno. And then we just threw the Lions into the conversation because uh, they're among the teams fighting to get in, and and the Jared Goff numbers have been wild. We start the week, he's not even listed for comeback player of the year. Then one sportsbook puts up a 40. I saw another put up a 30, which yesterday was down to 12. I mean, my, this is crazy. But you know what's funny is I, I, I immediately said, oh, that's an overreaction. This is getting crazy. All, all this Jared Goff, all this Jared Goff stuff. But you know what? That was the right number. He should be close to CMC. That's the kind of year he's had. That's the way the Lions are playing right now. I actually think the the move here on Goff for comeback is more accurate than the lines that were posted at 30 and 40. Do you know what it is right now as we speak over at least one book? I am seeing a plus 850. We are at Geno minus 360 at one book. McCaffrey 5-1, to one, Goff plus 850. I mean, at this rate, if let's just say it, and I know we're concentrating on Thursday Night Football. If wow. Jared Goff has a big game against the Jets' defense on Sunday, which is a big challenge. Jets are good defense on the road, outside, cold weather. If he has a big game, could he be the favorite next week or co-favorite? If everybody goes, if somebody moves, I think they all will. There's still a 20-1 to 1 on Jared Goff. I bet MGM is back in Geno in this one. And they're going to look good if Seattle wins tonight. They've got Geno at minus 714. I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> at all, because they got McCaffrey at plus 750. I think there's, there's good value there still. It does feel like we're at three names. Geno, CMC, Goff now, right? Yep. With yep. a month left. I do think I, I've removed Saquon. It. You think Saquon can still do it? Okay. No, he- I mean, he's faded so so badly here. I mean, and I blame the Giants for a little bit of this too. They gave him a thirty-five carry game a month ago. He hasn't been the same since. Like, what are we? What are they doing? Right. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think it'd be interesting if Al and um, Herbstreit bring it up tonight. I think they should. It, it it is. I mean, 
Al, someone's got to be in Al's ear if he doesn't know himself. He, he knows the market. He knows what's going on. People betting on you this. Think? You know, I mean, he's got to know. I don't know if he's going to use it in the broadcast, but uh, he's aware. Be interesting. Have you yeah. noticed in the Amazon broadcast that in the lead up of the, the production, whatever the host city is, they, they talk to radio hosts. Have you noticed yes. that? So I'm expecting yeah. to see Seattle radio hosts uh, right before they go to the game. Yeah, I'm sure they will. So under tonight, Seahawks? I want them to go to the pier where uh, Steven slapped Irene, real world Seattle. I don't know if you recall that. It's a great moment. I haven't thought about it in a while, but I, <laughs> I do recall. We're, now we're programming Amazon for the game tonight. I like it. I like yes. it. All right. Coming up next, our guy Alex Christian will join us. We'll talk some NBA, some NFL touchdown scores. We'll get his thoughts on all of it next right here on the Beck UL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.